For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. Featuring a reimagined exterior with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and an interior built with robust materials and integrity, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. Its durability has been tested to the extreme while the cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. A man completed a 180-mile unicycle ride yesterday across the state of Maine, unbelievably, without stopping to have sex once. From 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, please enjoy this podcast edition of Late Night with Seth Meyers. Today you'll hear Seth's interview with actress Kobe Smolders, who sticks around for a few more questions backstage exclusively for this podcast. But first, a closer look. After officially announcing his re-election bid, the president spent the week rambling in phone interviews while his administration threatened war with Iran. For more on this, it's time for a closer look. After his campaign kickoff rally on Tuesday, Trump decided to relive the evening last night by calling up one of his most loyal servants, Fox News host Sean Hannity. <laughs> Hannity turned almost the entirety of his hour-long show over to the president and grilled him with hard-hitting questions about the 2020 campaign. Joining us now is the president of the United States, President Trump. Sir, good to have you back on the program. Hi, Sean. You seem to really love doing what you did last night. It looked like a tailgating party. I actually kind of regretted not going because I wanted to hang out with the people outside because they were having a blast. There's 20 some odd candidates. Um, I want to get your general thoughts on all of them. I look at uh, some of them. Uh, I don't see George Washington. I don't see Churchill. I don't see anybody in particular that I worry about. I don't see George Washington either, sir. What a suck-up. I don't see George Washington either, sir. You're so funny, sir. I wish I could tailgate with you, sir. Do you like my new haircut, sir? I started wearing my tie down to my crotch, just like you, sir. Just like you, sir. Also, what what do you mean you don't see Winston Churchill? You're no Winston Churchill either, buddy. I don't care if you tried on a Churchill style hat when you're in the UK. You don't look like Churchill, you look like Hardy ate Laurel. <laughs> and Trump, of course, loves to bask in this kind of mindless praise, which is why he once again droned on for so long that even Hannity couldn't get him off the phone. This has happened with Fox News hosts before, but this time Hannity had to hand it over to the next fawning Trump sycophant, Laura Ingram, whose show started right after Hannity's. Again, this was like 45 minutes into the interview. Our military is almost completed in terms of being rebuilt, and we are doing 
missile and money. missile technology that nobody's even seen before. Mr. And President, I'm thinking I about would... do we announce it or do we not announce it? Because I've said you got to pay for NATO. You know, the United Mr. States President... was paying for NATO. You had a lot of countries that were delinquent. I think we're going to have a, I hope President... we're going to have a good relationship. But we're a very strong to, uh... country again and we're respected again, Sean. I hate to interrupt you, but uh, I actually took 50 minutes of Laura Ingram's show. This keeps happening. He's a meandering old man rambling on the phone about nonsense, and even his friends can't get him to hang up. Like, where is he even making these calls? Is he wandering around the White House lawn in his bathrobe? At some point, you expect to hear a nurse on the other end screaming, there you are, Donald, come back to the White House. You have to eat your pureed carrots. But I don't, I don't want my carrots. That's where they hide the medicine. And on And then after that, it got even worse because Hannity actually had to hand Trump over to Ingram, and Trump still wouldn't stop talking. I actually took 50 minutes of Laura Ingram's show, but I want to tell I you. I know that. I know that Laura must not be happy it's right her, now. It's her birthday today, sir. Uh, well, she's I a great person. I thought you might want to know that. I'll tell you what. So, Laura, I know you can tell Laura yourself happy birthday, and, and thank you for being with us, Laura. Happy birthday from me, and you, the president, I think, would like to wish you a happy birthday. That's hey, right. Hey, Mr. President. Thank you. Happy birthday. Wow, that's great. <laughs> and you really, we've known each other a long time, and congratulations on your show. They're just passing them around like when your grandpa calls on Easter, <laughs> and everyone has to take turns saying hello. Uh-huh. 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 Oh, oh, here's Karen. I'm going to hand you to Karen. throwing up his hands. Even he can't believe it. At this point, he could just stop showing up to work and change the name of his show to Grandpa's on the Phone. <laughs> so Trump rambled on the phone for almost an hour about meaningless nonsense, and yet, when you actually want him to go into detail about something important, like, say, his administration's march to war with Iran, he's much more tight-lipped. Today in the Oval Office, he was asked about reports that Iran shot down an unmanned U.S. drone. Now, Iran says the drone was in its airspace. Trump, on the other hand, said the drone was over international waters. But his explanation didn't provide many details. Now, Iran made a big mistake. Uh, this drone was in international waters. Clearly, we have it all documented. It's documented scientifically, not just words. No. Oh. Well, if it's documented scientifically, I feel so much better because... If there's anyone I trust with science, it's Donald Trump. I could definitely see him in a lab coat and goggles writing out on proof on a chalkboard. What did you find, Donald? I, 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 I ate the chalk. <laughs> I ate the chalk before I was done. It's important to note that Trump can't just unilaterally go to war with Iran. The Constitution says he needs authorization from Congress, which he does not have. And even though he spent two years flouting the law during his rally on Tuesday, Trump lied and claimed he would protect the Constitution and even said Democrats were the ones destroying it. Imagine if we had a Democrat president and a Democrat Congress in 2020. They would strip Americans of their constitutional rights. This election is a verdict on whether we want to live in a country where the people who lose an election refuse to concede and spend the next two years trying to shred our Constitution. 
Dude, you tried to stop an investigation of your own campaign and you called a fake national emergency to build a border wall on your own. The only way you could care less about the Constitution is if it was written in Spanish. <laughs> I doubt Trump could identify even one of the Founding Fathers. If you showed him a picture of John Adams and said, who's this, he'd go, uh, is it Paul Giamatti? In fact, as we speak, Trump's waging a war on Congress, instructing aides to defy subpoenas and refusing to turn over his tax returns or financial records, even though Trump keeps claiming, as he did in his ABC interview on Sunday, that he wants some unspecified financial statement to be made public. Or rather, he tried to make that claim, but was interrupted by a staffer in the room. At some point, I hope they get it, because it's, it's a fantastic financial statement. It's a fantastic financial statement. And uh, let's do that over. He's coughing in the middle of my answer. Yeah, okay. I don't like that, you know? When like your chief of staff. If you're gonna cough, please yeah, leave the room. Just get a shot of, and I'll, yeah. I'll come over here. Just, just can't, you. you just can't. Just to change the shot. Okay. Sorry, Mr. Trump. Okay, do you want to do that a little differently then? Or? Yeah, we just changed the angle. Okay. Yep, thank you. So at some point... Look, I, I know we've all talked about the coughing, but look at him glaring at the camera like that. This looks like one of those nature videos where a lion finds a night vision camera in a bush. <laughs> so Trump's just brazenly defying subpoenas in violation of the Constitution and the law. In fact, Trump's White House even instructed his former communications director, Hope Hicks, to defy a subpoena for documents and refused to answer questions when she testified yesterday in front of the House Judiciary Committee. The White House argued that Hicks is absolutely immune from being compelled to answer questions about her time as a senior advisor to the president. Well, there you go. She has absolute immunity. There's just one problem. No one knows what the hell that means. There is no such thing as absolute immunity. Uh, <laughs> there, I, I mean, it just doesn't exist. So I, I can't even explain to you what they could or couldn't assert because it, it, as far as I can tell, it's a made up term. Absolute, absolute immunity sounds like a hair growth supplement they sell at GNC. This is totally the Trump administration style. When the existing legal terms aren't working out for them, they just invent some new ones. They're like, Kids on a playground daring each other to lick a frozen pole. I have absolute immunity. Oh yeah, well I have double dog absolute immunity. Well I have triple dog secret immunity, no take backs. <laughs> Trump's promise to restore the constitution was just another lie and another in a long list of broken promises. And now that he's running for re-election, Trump and his team are criticizing Democrats for supposedly making promises they can't keep as his son Don Jr. did at that re-election rally on Tuesday. Joe Biden comes out, well, if you elect me president, I'm gonna cure cancer. Wow, why the hell didn't you do that over the last 50 years, Joe? You know what we need to cure, whatever the hell's growing on your face, because <laughs> it's definitely not a beard. You look like a little kid going as a hobo for Halloween. I think you might be using your absolute immunity wrong. Also, what do you mean, what do you mean we should have cured cancer 50 years ago? That's not how scientific progress works. It takes time. When the iPhone first came out, nobody said, um, why the hell didn't we have these during World War II? It's even an app that helps you find Nazis. But hey, there you go. Politicians who make outlandish promises like curing cancer should not be believed. Got it. We will come up with the cures to many, many problems, to many, many diseases, including cancer and others. We will lay the foundation for landing American astronauts on the surface of Mars. Amazing.
Not only did he say the exact same thing a few hours later, he went even further and said we would land on Mars. And to promise a cure for cancer as well as a trip to Mars is pretty cocky for a guy who's only about 35 bricks into his wall. This wall, I mean. This wall is a lot harder than I thought. Should we, should we just do cancer? Should we bail on the wall and do cancer? <laughs> this week, we've seen the core of Trump on full display. He views the law not as a constraint on his power, but as a weapon to be used against others. And he's making wild promises because he's failed in the ones he already made. Not only should he be impeached, we should send him somewhere he can't do any more damage. You know, like... The surface of Mars. This has been a closer look. from her work on How I Met Your Mother in the Avengers film. She stars in Spider-Man Far From Home, which opens in theaters July 2nd. Please welcome back to the show our good friend, Kobe Smulders, everyone. Welcome back. How are you? Is this, is this my gift? Do I get to... Yeah, that's Kevin Bacon, Bacon hair. Mustache? I'm going to yeah. just hold on to this for my own private you can, collection. You, you can put it on as a Sell fake, a fake oh. mustache, and then you're zero degrees from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Are you, uh, this is, first of all, it's great to have you back in here. This is your first Marvel movie uh, since Endgame. Yes, uh, yes. As it, does it feel like, I mean, it must feel like the beginning of something new, or, or uh, do you have the relief of not having to keep secrets about Endgame anymore? It's so nice. It's yeah. Especially with this one, because it picks up right after Endgame, so the press before it came out was, you, you couldn't really reveal, you know, who was still with us and who was not. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's, it's, it's really great. I mean, it's so fun. This movie is funny and it's sort of, it, we're trying to like lighten the, the mood. <laughs> yeah, they post, you need but to like post Endgame, just like have a little bit like, hey, yeah, everybody, everybody we're, there's a bunch of teenagers. We're going to Europe. <laughs> Come on, summer vacay. Uh, yeah, but I'm the adult. I'm the adult, yes. me and Sam, as you can see from the, um, from the clip, we're sort of the parental guidance yes. and we try to get him back um, back to work and, and to help us out. Uh, your uh, husband, Taryn, who uh, a dear friend of mine, he is a, yes. a huge comic book fan. And yes. uh, over the years, and when you've received these scripts under mm -hmm. top secret circumstances, do you uh, does he get a peek or do you keep it from him as well? Well, like, he is only allowed to have sex with one woman, which okay. is me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good rule. Thank you. Hard fast. I didn't expect yeah. that response, but yeah. thank you very much. So I feel like it's only fair. Like, I feel like that is, you know, that's how I can repay him for never. I see. For never. Oh, that's so nice of you. Isn't it? So I don't know yeah. what I get. Yeah. I don't know what, like, I get in yeah. return. Um, but no, I, he gets to read everything. I, I feel like Marvel's cool with that. Yeah, I think married. so, too. I think, I, is my wife going to be cool when I come home tonight and go, I, you owe me spoilers. <laughs> Give me all your scripts. <laughs> Who's going to survive this? Yeah, no, he, and he loves it. It's his, it's his yes, love. Yes, he it's does his, He love is it. like a huge fan. He also, uh, he uh, Instagrammed some pictures. You guys went to the Big Slick, which is a great uh, charity event in Kansas City to a lot of yes. my friends. Yes. And there's a charity softball game. Yes. Uh, and are you competitive? I'm super competitive. And okay, this, I'm very excited about this picture because look, this is the cross-legged cat. Yeah. I don't know what, like I'm about to fall over, but yeah. I got it. That, I will um, say like, from right here, this looks yeah. like so kick-ass. And it's then like, it's like real weird. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, like I, I don't remember a single Little League coach being like, when the ball comes, you want to cross Watch those legs. legs. <laughs> and then just kind of tip, kind of tip a little. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, uh, but that <laughs> I wish that was like an out, but it hit the ground and then I caught it. But I That's, did. That counts for something. For me, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of pressure. You're on the the field, and yeah. it's like there's a professional team watching you, and as there isn't a whole you know a whole stadium full of people watching you, and you just want to make contact. Yes. With that ball when you go up to the plate, yes. and I did. I hit it right away, and I got a double. There you go. That's great. <laughs> I, I felt like I felt very good about myself. The last time I did anything like that, the first time up, I, I popped up in the infield, but I was okay. like, all right, you know what? Getting my timing back. It's, and then it's the next there. time I went up, the celebrity coach, who was an ex-baseball player, uh, pulled me aside and was like, how you feel about bunting? And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not gonna that's, bunt that's more in tricky. a charity yes, softball yes, game. Yes. No. No. So what did you do? I took my money back. I donated money to charity. I took it back. <laughs> That's your that fault, like celebrity your fault. coach. <laughs> That's your fault. Uh, you have a, a television show coming out that is yes! also based on a comic, uh, Stumptown, by one of my favorite, based on a comic by one of my favorite, Jack, Greg Rucka is He a is great, the greatest. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy you know him because he's yeah. like such a talented person. And, and this is um, a great book. And it's, yeah. uh, this is sort of out of, this is a comic, but it's very much out of the superhero world. It is. Uh, she is, she is like a, she, she was in the military, um, but she is dealing with a lot of um, obstacles. She has PTSD. She has addictions. Um, through the series, we're going to see her sort of become a private investigator and, and mess things up kind of along the way. Uh, that's really cool, and I yeah. can't wait for that. I also want to talk about kids 10 and 4. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, this, I'm assuming this is, who, which, which age is this? I don't, okay. I guess this must be the 10-year-old. Um, that's the 10-year-old, but it was a while. It was maybe okay. two years ago. Okay, so gotcha. I came down to the kitchen, and I just, I found this on the kitchen table. And this is a, I mean, this is a criminal act. This is a forgery. <laughs> Yes. They wrote a note. Full on forgery. As if yeah. you had written it. Yeah, yeah. I gave birth to this child. Okay. Okay. And then and they wrote a note she as me. you. Yeah. And you want to read it real quick? I am a monkey with a big butt and I eat farts with my butt. <laughs> it is so great. Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. The fact that she's. Um, I love the idea that she thinks adults write things like this and then leave them out. Yeah. Just a reminder. <laughs> I just like leaving reminders. Uh, but yeah, that's what you get. That's, that's what, what you get, get for years of, of, yeah. of raising your child and providing her with love and support. I read this and I um, I now don't, I think I might not teach my kids how to handwrite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a smart, that's seems a smart like instinct. like only bad things can happen. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for being here. It's Thank always so great. Thank you for having me. See you. That's Kobe Smothers, everybody. Spider-Man, Star from Mondays and Tudors, for last second. Hey, this is Kevin from Late Night, and we are backstage with Kobe Smolders. Hi, Kobe. Hi. You're enjoying some celery juice as we talk here backstage. Yeah, so when you come to do this show, they give you an array. There's a cheese plate here. There's some nuts and apricots, apricots, depends how, where you live, how you pronounce that. And also, celery juice, <laughs> which... Doesn't go down easy, but I think uh, will benefit me in some way. Somehow it's got to be healthy. healthy I, I mean, for you. yeah. yeah. Yeah, great. Can we keep talking about this? We sometime? can. Okay, I mean, cool. right. Or maybe we should stop. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats on Spider Man Far From Home. Thank you. It, it was mostly me. Mm -hmm. Other people pitched in, but mostly it was me. You can't tell because there's a mask. And so yeah. it was mostly you under that mask. It's the whole mostly time? me. Well, it's me behind the scenes, uh -huh. you know. Getting the real work done. Yeah. But on the day, it's the actors who get all the praise. But right. it's really yeah. me. Is this your seventh uh, oh Marvel movie? Sixth or it's seventh? It's something like that. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Does it count if you're just standing there? <laughs> I lines? think it does. 
If you're in the credits, I guess it counts. Yeah. So I guess I could be technically in something like six or seven. But it is really, I mean, aside from the first Avengers, it's the one that I'm most excited about because when you get to do, I've done, so I've done a couple of the Avengers and then I did a Captain America. But when you do the, you know, the solo character movies, mm-hmm. you get to do more things. You get to sort of see a different perspective and the perspective that we get to see in this movie is kind of the behind the scenes life of Maria Hill and um, Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And they're just coming back after literally coming back from the snap mm-hmm. and sort of arriving back to work and they've got five years of, of paperwork to catch up on and and they're just sort of buried under their workload. And yeah. um, at the same time, there's still major threats to Earth's survival, but there's, you know, we're missing a few of our superheroes. We're missing a few. And by now, I feel like we can talk about who is not I'm terrified there, right? to talk about yeah, it's still, anything yeah. that, I mean, I'm like, right? That was <laughs> that happened, right? Yeah, we can say, I mean, there's no more Iron Man. There's no more Iron Man. Right. That feels very intimidating to just say. I mean, it's been, it was in a giant movie. Yeah. Uh, but it still feels, because it was such a scene. Even I didn't know, you know, so I was in, like I said, I was standing in a scene in Endgame. Yeah. And that was during the funeral scene. So I knew that he had passed, but I didn't know about the other people that like Scarlet, we don't, I mean, who knows really in this world, but there were so many things that happened in the movie that I didn't know. So it was easier to go. I don't know. I knew the one big one, but everybody I feel like had an idea that somebody was going to pass on, which was, I thought brilliantly done. Did you see these movies? I did. Okay. Well, that funeral scene I wanted to ask you about because mm-hmm. I was reading that you didn't shoot in groups of people, that so many people were actually on set for that. Everybody was there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm I'm almost positive that everybody who was shown in that scene was mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I thought when we were shooting it, they were going to sprinkle in some CGI peeps, but it was everybody who was there. And it was a really, it was a really intimidating day. It was a really just exciting day it was stressful because i took on sort of the stress of the production for all these guys these producers that i've worked with on other films who were just like this is so crazy and we gotta like this is happening and this is happening it was a big undertaking to just coordinate mm-hmm. getting that many people there providing hair and makeup for each one of those people right. wardrobe for each one of them and trying to align schedules i mean it's a logistical nightmare yeah. right But it was just very intimidating. And it was also at a time we shot it before Black Panther had come out. So you're seeing this group of people that some some I recognize from other projects and stuff. But you're like, oh, right, Black Panther. What's that going to be? And and then there was the Guardians of the Galaxy crew. And then there was, you know, all the Avengers. And then there was like Linda Cardellini and like Hawkeye's children, you know. And it was this weird sort of grouping of people who I don't think had ever been in uh, in the same space or the, a, a movie together. It's was funny all of when, a you, together. when you see that, you realize how many people are in those films. Yeah. And yeah. some of them may have never met before yeah, or totally. were in the same place before. But totally. it really is just the whole scope of that. You know, the, the whole series it's is so amazing. massive. And it's, and it's been and then we went from there. We had like a little toast. 
And then we took this uh, this photo, which was like the Vanity Fair photo, and it was mm-hmm. 10 years of Marvel. And then you added to this group of actors every writer that had worked on a, a film, every producer, every director. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was really, it was a really trippy day. Like half of Hollywood has been involved yeah. uh, in yeah. these movies in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. so it, it was a very, um, I had a lot of gratitude to just be included and to have been, you know, a part of this and to be able to always be in the know. I mean, mostly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I, I said actually to uh, Kevin recently, I said, you know, you don't like, there's not an a-hole in the group. You know, there, there, there's so much success. There's so much notoriety. There's so much that comes from being a part of these films. Like your ego can explode, you know, and everybody has been so nice and everybody they've brought in, you know, on each film yeah. has been uh, just really wonderful. So it's been a, a, a really great experience. That's great. There was something I was reading also about you, an audition that you had. Was this a superhero, Gil Girl? The hardest rejection of my career. Uh-huh. Yes, it was. Um, I auditioned to play the very important role uh, in a series uh, called Dark Angel mm-hmm. uh, of Gil Girl. You know it's a big role when there's no name attached. <laughs> you know, it's just a description. So I was in Canada. I was maybe ugh, 20, 19. And I got called to this audition and there was no lines because... Why? Because she's in a tank <laughs> underwater <laughs> in the middle of a bar. Okay. So I believe the setup is Jessica Alba walks in the bar looking freaking beautiful. You know, and she's kind of looking around... And she walks up to me. So I'm in a stool in the middle of this very tiny, very like unventilated room. Like it was very hot. I remember mm-hmm. like everyone was just sweating and it was very small and they put a stool and they're like, okay, so she walks in and she comes up to your tank. <laughs> okay. She knocks on the glass and you look at her. Yeah. Yeah. You look at her. Yeah. And you're kind of apprehensive. You don't, you don't know. You don't know what her, what she's, is she good? Uh-huh. Uh, is she bad? We don't know. So yeah, you don't know. She yeah, exactly. Feed you? Yeah. 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 And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, this big fight breaks out. She starts fighting all these people in the bar and you, and you look around and you want to scream and you want to you want to help her, but you're you know, you're underwater, so you you scream, but you scream like a dolphin. So I'm sitting on the stool just going I did not get the role. So that was the idea, is what your dolphin bark sounded like. I mean, I guess so. Uh-huh. You know, it was in the moment. Uh-huh. Uh, I went for it, mm-hmm. and I failed. <laughs> well, I think things worked out, I think, the way they were supposed to. Well, you know what? Yeah, I mean, listen, I have a good life, but if I could have that on my resume, I think I'd be just a little bit happier. Well, you mentioned it with Seth on the show, but uh, you have a new show coming to ABC this year, Stumptown. Yes. And you guys shot the pilot for that in Vancouver? We did. Uh, We shot in Vancouver for about 14 days, and then we shot in Portland for about five because it uh, takes place in Portland. So we had to do some exteriors in Portland, but it was very cool to be back up in Canada Things seem to be going great. So life is uh, good. Life man. is good. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. I've got celery juice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm living the f-ing big time over yeah. here. Well, you know? um, congrats on Spider Man and Stumptown, and Thank you've got you. a lot going on. And uh, it's always great to see you. Always Thanks great so much. to see you.
Late Night with Seth Meyers airs weeknights on NBC at 12.35, 11.35 Central. Original music on the Late Night podcast is by the HE Band. Don't forget to follow the handle Late Night Seth on social media and tell your friends to subscribe to the Late Night podcast wherever they get their podcasts. Wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. (laughs) Judy Justice. Only on Freebie.